What's up, Thumpers? Welcome back to another episode of Hyper Heroes here on Hyper RPG. Very exciting day. We've got a lot of fun <laughs> stuff to talk about, but before we get into any of that... Housekeeping. Housekeeping. Housekeeping, Housekeeping is always important. we got to do it at the yeah. top of the show. Yeah. Yeah. First of all, the Avengers Infinity War trailer by this point has very likely dropped. If you want to get tickets for said movie, go down to the description of this video. Check out our affiliate link for Adam Tickets. It helps out Hyper RPG. It helps us out. A-T-O-M. A-T-O-M yeah. Tickets. <laughs> go check it out in the description. Also, if you're a first-time buyer of Adam Tickets, use the coupon code SQUAD. SQUAD. Get $5 off your first purchase. SQUAD UP. Also, very exciting. I'm very excited about this. We are going to be doing our trailer reaction for Avengers Infinity War live. We're going to be doing, if you're watching it Friday morning, we're going to be doing it live Friday, Tonight. 10 p.m. Tonight. Pacific time here on YouTube. Tonight. Uh, we're so very, very excited. excited. It's going to be us three, so Cameron, excited. Jay, and a few other friends are going to be joining us. What do you call it? I call it Wu-Tang style. Wu-Tang style, baby. Wu-Tang style. There's going to be like 40 of us just, <laughs> just mobbing it all up in here. Yeah. And then uh, we're going to have another dope reaction. Last time we did that, uh, thank you guys so much. You got us to over a million views on million. the reaction. Yeah. That's the that's first a, time that's, that's, that's ever happened, which that's is That's a really amazing. big deal. Congratulations. Really Congratulations. Congratulations. Congrats. Congrats. First, first one. First one of first our career, one, guys. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Hopefully Not the first of many. Not the last. Um, but Not super, super excited. Can't wait to check out this trailer. If you're on Twitter, please don't tweet us the trailer or any screen caps. I'll just be off Twitter. Much appreciated. I will block you. You, and you <laughs> and will your no mother longer, and, and your, your mom and everybody that's on your your follow list <laughs> everybody's gone you're done but i cannot wait we've never well actually you and i did a trailer reaction live once for star wars the force awakens cool and we've never done Dang, one we've since. been doing that this long well dude live. yeah yeah Dang. i know i know right so i'm super super excited to do that live Dang. that's gonna be fun it's gonna be cool to have everybody back here again to talk about it so look forward to that friday 10 p.m pacific tonight tonight, tonight. If you're watching this on Saturday, just go watch the trailer reaction just, for yeah, the 10th time. Just go watch it again. Yay. Also, one more thing. We were in a documentary of yes. The Last Jedi. I forgot about that. What the F? I know. So this what documentary is coming out on the Blu-ray of Star Wars The Last Jedi. It's called The Director and the Jedi. Uh, we only got to see a 12-minute preview. It's yeah, on IMDb yeah. if you haven't seen it. We're in the first two and a half, three minutes of it. Two minutes and 15 seconds in, I believe. Super, super cool. Yeah. Right after Barack Obama. Thank right you. after Barack. What? Right after yes. Barack Obama. Are you serious? Yeah. Barack's like, I'll be right back. I'm going to go watch The Last Jedi. And then Hector pops up yep. talking about how Ryan Johnson needs to do something new. Yeah. And me and Adam are like, yup, 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 yup. It's really, and That's apparently great. we're in again in the documentary so i I somebody somebody i think sent us a screenshot of like later on when we're in the movie uh i tweeted at ryan johnson and i was like thank you and everybody else in the production and the editor of the film liked my uh he liked my my status and he gave me an okay nice so thank you that's Uh, awesome that's That's great we really appreciate being in anything star wars yeah we're the very beginning part of it where ryan johnson is sort of talking about or where the documentary sort of talking about the revelation that he's going to be directing the movie and everybody's thoughts on it. So it's like us and the schmoes and, and a bunch of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. So I'm, I'm hoping that we show up maybe in either the trailer reaction part or the review part. I'm so. hoping they put us in the movie, splice yeah. us in. Hell yeah. I'm gonna, you well, you really want a special edition. You already have a character, Hector. You're Herg. That's true. So you're a giant. <laughs> you character. have Star Wars character. You, you and I need to come up with Star Wars do, characters on Shit. our own. That's so. pressure. That's yeah. pressure, man. It's a lot of yeah. pressure. I gotta call Bert. I'm thinking of my Star Wars name already. <laughs> oh, so. what is it? I have no idea. I'm, I'm. It's, it's, it's baking in there. Yeah, There's gonna be a lot yeah. of comments out of there. Your Star Wars name. Yeah, is what it's yeah. Gonna be. Hit me hey, with Star Wars names. Let's do that. Yeah, I'm actually, interested to see what people would say. Me and Adam, let's. Hit, what kind of characters and what are the names? Yeah, exactly. But let's get into the first bit of news. Very excited about this. Ava DuVernay. Holy shit! Announced to be directing the new Gods movie for DC. 
holy shit is right was not expecting this at all even though there were there might have been some breadcrumbs sort of left what? uh to left which, in the ether. to which of you speak <laughs> to of, which Adam? to which breadcrumbs are <laughs> to you speaking whom of? do you refer to good um, sir. about a month or two ago ava duvernay was asked the question who is your favorite superhero what what was that superhero hector i believe that superhero was big, big barda, barda. From the new gods. Yeah, Big Barda. <laughs> very, very interesting. And then uh, I believe uh, during the press tour of A Wrinkle in Time, she was asked uh, whether she wanted to do a Star Wars or a Marvel mm -hmm. movie. She said, neither. So mm. I would take those as two Get hints. that shit out of my face. She, she's do doing DC, which is neither, yes. but it's also specifically new gods is kind of a combination of a Marvel superhero thing mm -hmm. and Star Wars. Well, like, sure. it's, kind, it it's also, kind of a combination of superheroes and Star Wars. It also kind of takes place outside the normal DC continuity. In the fourth world. And so I guess she's technically right. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm super, super intrigued and excited about this. I know a lot of people have been shitting on the idea of Ava DuVernay directing this because of A Wrinkle in Time. Guys, she's made a lot more things than Wrinkle in Time. <laughs> if you haven't seen Selma, if you haven't seen 13, yeah. mm -hmm. go yeah. watch her other material. Yeah. The one thing that I will say about her, she very much cares about the characters. And you brought, oh, yeah. up, you brought up a really good point about how this potentially could have been pitched to her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, even just before that, too, I want to talk yeah. about how, like, somebody tweeted at me. And I was, you know, it's to be expected now. Yeah. Right. Be especially because Ava DuVernay is, like, a very vocal and well-known sort of up-and-coming and exciting director who's yeah. a woman who's black. Mm -hmm. And somebody tweeted, they're like, oh, but didn't she just bomb Wrinkle in Time and she's already been given another $100 million movie? Mm -hmm. And I fired back and I was like, is it possible that that line of thinking is a double standard because it does not apply all the time to male white directors that do the same exact shit. Steven Spielberg <laughs> made Indiana Jones 4 and still yep. got to make more movies after that. Yep. So yep. many yep. so many male directors have like tanked movies. And I know everyone's going to be like, but it's Spielberg. You know, I, somebody I keeps rehiring <laughs> Michael yeah. Bay. Yeah. DC yeah. talked about hiring Michael Bay. What the F? That's a good point. So there's just so many examples and it's exhausting to have to like defend that. You can go and see all the examples of like, oh, the biggest box office bombs. Who were behind those? At no point is Hollywood ever going like, oh, okay, well, they're done. Like, yeah. we got, you yeah. know, only in some instances. But like, these directors still get to go and do other projects at other studios mm -hmm. and all of this, you know, all these other things. And right. on top of that, too, uh, I would hold off the criticisms if you, if you really want to until you watch Wrinkle in Time. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, then just be like, oh, what I haven't seen it. What are you making? I don't, know, I don't know how that movie turned out. I personally haven't seen it, mm -hmm. but I'll, mm -hmm. you know, I'll say I'm excited or not excited based on the movies of Ava's mm -hmm. that I've seen, 13th yeah. and Selma. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I saw Wrinkle in Time, and, and I, too, yeah. I really liked it. I really liked it, and I thought that it was visually stunning, and I thought that the most important thing was to have great emotional moments with the characters, yeah. and she nailed it. And she nailed yeah. it for me. So it is a movie that is for 12-year-old girls. Wrinkle in Time, yeah. and it is not concerned with like explaining the world and the the minutia and the science of mm -hmm. the science fiction. It's more fantasy mm -hmm. than anything else. Yeah. But if you apply that those storytelling um, sensibilities and the way that like she moved the camera in that, it was great. If you apply that to the New Gods, which is going to have a completely different type of thing that it's achieving, you're going to be it's going to be awesome. And a you're going to be fine. Type like of people that you're going to have working right, on it. Too. Yeah, right. completely different. So like so back to the original thing of. Well, first of all, Augustine, let us know how you felt about hearing this news. I wasn't excited, first of all. Yeah. And and that's mainly because I like I, I didn't know her past and what why they chose in a director of this caliber to direct a not very widely known arc of Pretty obscure. Of, of, of a of a story that's outside the main 
DC universe mm-hmm. because it's Jack Kirby's fourth fourth world yeah. and mm-hmm. it's like praised as its own thing. It doesn't like even when uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths was go- was going on, mm-hmm. Dark Side still kind of had its own thing going on and, mm-hmm. and Apocalypse and everything. So I was like, Ava DuVernay is kind of a waste on here, but Hector. Well, it's like yeah, they didn't announce that she's directing Green Lantern. They didn't announce that she's directing right, right. like you Batgirl know or Batgirl or, right or Teen Titans or or, or not, not yeah, but like yeah, like Batgirl. Or a Catwoman movie, or right. Gotham City like Sirens, the big, the or, big money money makers, or any other characters that are like a Martian Manhunter movie, just anything that's like in the world that like yeah. interacts with Superman, directly or interacting with the characters of the Justice. This right. seems far removed, even though we've seen Steppenwolf and we've seen hints towards Darkseid right. and that kind of thing. But the reason this is very exciting to me is one of two scenarios. Number one. When she answered Big Barda as my favorite superhero, she answered that because she straight up knows and reads comics, mm-hmm. loves Jack Kirby's work, and loves Big Barda. Mm-hmm. So when she was asked that question, she went, oh, I'm going to go with Big Barda. She's, yep. she's my favorite superhero, yep. which is so crazy that she even knows who that is, right. that she is the perfect person to direct a New Gods movie, mm-hmm. right? That is not outside of the realm of possibility that Ava DuVernay like, knows about those comics. Mm-hmm. Option number two, she's been having meetings with Warner Brothers the past few months. She goes in and they're like, here's what we've got. Here's the you know IPs that we have. What's this? Oh, that's the new gods. Who's this? That's Big Barda. That's interesting. What's this character about? Boom. Somebody pitches it to her and does a good enough job that a couple of months later when somebody asks her, who's your favorite superhero? She still says Big Barda mm-hmm. because that pitch worked. Yep. And if you believe yep. that that's the more likely scenario, mm-hmm. that's still super exciting that the pitch worked enough mm-hmm. for her to go, ooh, I like Big exactly. Barda. She's now exactly. my favorite superhero yep. ever. Yeah. More than Wonder Woman. Like, she's the perfect person to direct <laughs> New Gods then. If yep. she's walking out of that pitch going, yeah, Big Barda's fucking awesome. <laughs> God damn, I love that story. She's it the reminds me it. of the last time somebody hit us with something obscure and that was James Gunn with Squ- Squirrel yes. Girl. He was like, yeah, I want to do a Squirrel Girl movie. And everybody was like, fucking Squirrel Girl. But yeah. then he came out and gave us an awesome Guardians of the Galaxy. So yeah. wow. that's that's you you just saying that right now brought that to my head, Hector, because that's that's the kind of enthusiasm that you want from a director. Like either the pitch mm-hmm. worked or you know these characters, but either way, they're in some way have that character be a part of them. Yeah. So I think that's what's really important when it comes and to And what stuff did she like tweet today, just today, talking about that excitement? Adam, yes. what did she tweet? Uh, she tweeted an image of Jack Kirby. The king. The king Jack Kirby with the quote, our dreams make us large. Thank you, hashtag Jack Kirby. God dang. Jack that's Kirby, awesome. I mean, Thor Ragnarok. Yep. yep. A lot of elements from Black Panther. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of elements going forward in the Marvel Universe is a lot of the co-creation or creation of mm-hmm. Jack Kirby. Yeah, yeah. And yep. I think... Pulling comics from that era where everything was so stylized in such a magical, mystical, powerful way, I think it's a great way to sort of go into the DC universe and give us something fresh and new. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people have been asking whether or not this is going to take place in the greater DC universe. Will it be connected to the Justice League movies? I would assume, yes, it would make sense that it's connected because we've had, you know, Steppenwolf and Justice League, introduction to the new gods. And Steppenwolf from Darkseid in Batman vs. Superman, all that sort of stuff. But we've never saw Darkseid. No, we never did. We never saw physically what these characters look like. We don't know what the world New Genesis looks like or Apocalypse looks like. We barely saw close-ups of the parademons. We saw parademons, and it's like, even with that, I'm like, if they wanted to do a redesign when we get to Apocalypse of what parademons there look like, go for it. It doesn't matter. If we wanted to explain, or even not explain, why Steppenwolf looks the way he looks, because even going back to like the deleted scene in Batman v Superman, Steppenwolf looked different. He's yeah. a big gray projection thing. It was alienish, yeah. and he wasn't like a guy, yeah. you know, like he a motion capture guy. He looked a lot less guy. humanoid in the face. Yeah. So I think that 
what I'm really hoping is that there is these kind of redesign elements being thought of mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. I know that a lot of the new DC Films franchise is drawing inspiration from the New 52 and in the New 52 sure. version of these characters, right. Darkseid is like 20 feet tall. Yeah. Yeah. He's like a massive creature, huge, yeah. a big dude. I want Darkseid to be like seven, seven foot tall. tall. Yeah. yeah, I want him to be played by an actor for the most part yeah. because I want that sort of vibe of like, Superman the Animated Series and Justice League Unlimited. Mm -hmm. And those last few episodes of Justice League Unlimited were, uh, were Darkseid and Apocalypse mm -hmm. attacks. Is it Michael Ironside that does it? Yes, Michael Ironside. Yeah. Kryptonian. It's Great. so perfect. <laughs> yeah. And the fact that he's yeah. like bigger than Superman, but he's not like 20 feet tall. Where yeah. it's a, you know, it's a it's thing It's a little where, unrealistic when you have characters that are so much like Flash and Cyborg yeah. and Batman. And, like, uh, and it adds to like, look, you, you, you know what should be a 20 foot tall thing? Like Starro the Conqueror. Like yeah. this kind of yeah. like animal kaiju creatures that the Justice League have to wrangle. Right. Right. But I want that dark side to have that human element. Mm -hmm. I want these mm -hmm. characters to feel like people. Yeah. And the fact that we've gotten Thor Ragnarok means like, oh shit, some Kirby designs, mm -hmm. they can go full on Kirby with some of these superhero oh, movies yeah. and we, when we could stay with it. Yeah. You couldn't have said that 10 years ago. Yeah. It would have been too cuckoo crazy. So I'm really hoping that like, they're, they are thinking about if incorporating it to the DC Films franchise, that's fine. I'd love to see Henry Cavill Superman go up against mm -hmm. Ava DuVernay's mm -hmm. dark side at some point. But like, we have to give a shit about these characters. We have yeah, to give absolutely. a shit about Mr. Miracle and yeah. Big Bardo and the High Father versus mm -hmm. Dark Side. We got to give a shit about Orion, mm -hmm. the, the war dog. Mm -hmm. We have yeah. to care about these characters. Sod, Calabat, Granny you Goodness, know, all. Yeah. all oh, Granny Goodness. Like, we got to care about them so that when they get to the. New Gods versus Justice League movie, right. like Darkseid invades, yeah. then it'll be like, oh shit, as opposed right, to like exactly. the sort of Steppenwolfy CG kind of threat right. that we're like, what? <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing that Marvel also has to deal with in Infinity War. Like, we have to care about Thanos. Yeah. We, he, he needs to he needs to be a character, a mm -hmm. dude that we can go, oh, that's a real dude, as opposed mm -hmm. to like a cameo CG thing that just shows up and fights. Yeah, right. you yeah. know. Yeah. yeah. So plus, I think there's huge potential for this world because it is. There is so many layers and there are so many characters and you've got characters who are good and bad. Some some characters who are bad then turn good. Some, mm -hmm. can, you know, there's so much different stuff. Big Barda and, you know, like there's so many different layers. Right. And I think to me that's the most important thing. And honestly, I don't really care where in the timeline this takes place. If they decide that they want to do this New God story and in their film universe it takes place before the events of... Man of Steel or sure. Justice League or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And then maybe mm -hmm. we get to learn why does Darkseid want to come to Earth? Why does yeah. he want to conquer? Yeah. Is it because of a character like Superman? Is it because of some power that they've discovered on Earth? Whatever the case may be. Um, I think that could be really, really intriguing. But if they very loosely tie it to, to the Justice League universe, and maybe we get some interactions with a Green Lantern, or even if we don't, but they just tell a really, really mm -hmm. solid story, and they really get us to care about the characters, mm -hmm. even the bad guys. Like I want to know, mm -hmm. I want to care, and I want to feel somewhat sympathetic to why Darkseid, why he is the way he is, yeah. why he's motivated to do the things that he does. And along with Granny Goodness, Desaad, Kalabak, yeah. I want to know what those characters are feeling and why, but I also want from Eugenesis, the High Father, that's and, and all those characters too. That's, yeah. Yeah. that's what I'm curious about because this could easily run into what we were talking about with the Joker story. Yeah. Darkseid in the, in the end, at the end is a villain. Mm -hmm. And are we, is she going to direct a movie where we're cheering for the villain? Or is she going to focus on the High Father and, right. and, and focus on that brotherly dynamic because they are two brothers who were humanoid at one point who essentially Darkseid killed his brother to become Darkseid. And mm. so he... Are we, are we going to cheer that on? Like, are, are we going to... Is that something that we yeah, want to yeah. see in a movie? Or is this going to serve as like, if we do see that, 
maybe the DC universe is gonna move to the point where like, oh fuck, Darkseid is coming. We just had a movie where he killed his exactly. brother and murdered like yeah. everybody in the universe. Yeah. And now he's coming to Earth. And to me, that is exciting. Yeah. And that will sort of rejuvenate my excitement for Justice League sequel. Right, exactly. You get a version exactly. of Darkseid and those characters, the new gods, where I, I'm fully invested in who they are and right. what they're doing. Right. To then potentially at the end yeah. he's like we're coming for fucking Earth. Yep. Yeah, that's the like, way to do oh, it. Oh shit! Like that's the, the last, the last shot of the Woo. movie is like Dark Side turning and he's got like the Earth glowing in his eyes. That would be that would be dope. Yeah. Like you know that he's coming, exactly. and, and now the Justice League has to man up. And if not, it could be even if it's its own self-contained thing. You do a Justice League future sequel or some other character future sequel, Man of Steel two, whatever. At the end of that movie, a character like Mr. Miracle could show up. Yeah. And just be like, yeah. Darkseid is. He's coming. Mm -hmm. You know, like that would be that. And if, if we've had that movie where we establish those stakes, yeah. then yeah. But it, yeah. I'm so excited because I think that the emotion can be there. I think that characters like Scott Free, Mr. Miracle, and Big Barda are so right. emotional right. and so interesting. Yeah. And I think that Ava can knock it out of the park visually. Like, well, yeah. I cannot yeah, wait. Yeah, absolutely. To see that. And so I'm, and, and the fact that she's leaning into the Jack Kirby of it all, yeah. as right. opposed to like, you know, what may be sort of the visual aesthetic of that universe up to this point, which is kind of gray and realistic. And, you know, it's like, well, what if what if it is what if it is Jack Kirby? This well, is a perfect opportunity to just go full fantasy. I was, yeah. I was doing a lot of research because I'm, I'm not an expert on new gods by any mm -hmm. means, but I was doing a lot of research. And one guy was talking about how a lot of people don't like the Jack Kirby run because it's very fantastical because. Mm -hmm. Because it's it's way out there, and he puts yeah. a lot of concepts. It doesn't out make there. any sense. Exactly, and 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 I only the, read the Mister Miracle. He did eighteen issues of Mister Miracle in the seventies, and then it's all weird. And he yeah, made fun it, of Stan it gets Lee really in the weird. middle of it. Yeah, because it, by that point he'd left Marvel, and there's right, a character right. named Funky Flashman that's just Stan Lee. Is like, <laughs> I didn't know about who that. He, 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 Jack Kirby says it's just just guy full of shit. Like that's and everyone was like that's Stan Lee that he's making. Stan Lee. He wore a wig. Yeah, like he was like coming wow. hard for Stan wow. in this series of Mister Miracle. Is this crazy thing on Earth? But yeah, like all of his epic it's yeah it's it's, it's it's way out there and and one thing that the guy said that kind of put it in focus is like yeah this was this is what comic books do like mm -hmm. this is he he described it as sort of one of the first times he had read a comic and was like oh comic books don't have to have limits they don't have to have barriers and that's what this is and now that you talk about uh wrinkle in time and how mm -hmm. kind of crazy the universe is without explaining it mm -hmm. This is something that she could easily bring that experience to and, and have us experience a crazy world that, you know, only Ava could dream yeah. of. Yeah. Plus, I feel like a lot of people talk about how Wrinkle in Time is a very difficult book to adapt. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like yeah. New Gods, I feel like most comic book properties, yeah. if you get the right person, it can be done. I mean, yeah, look at absolutely. James Gunn. He made us absolutely. care about a raccoon True. and a talking tree. So, But yep. most superheroes specifically yeah. are set in an American city yeah. with one character that dresses up in a costume. True. Right. That's the adaptation level. Right. This is like a completely new world, yeah. new characters, mm -hmm. new physics, new right. everything. There's like, so many there's concepts, concepts to explain. There's like universes. There's stuff yeah. that like humans can't even grasp. Like what is that? Good what is that? Uh, the anti-life anti equation. equation. Yeah. Like Boom what, tubes. Is, what even is that? Yep. Like, I don't it's know. depression. I don't know. Yeah. The anti-life equation is depression. <laughs> to the new Mr. Miracle series, which I really like. Check that out. It's a new comic book series. I think like four issues are out. Go get that. It's good. Yeah. There you go. I'm, I'm super intrigued. Somebody asked me, he's like, you know, with 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 that sort of a movie, how can it be done? And I said, look, the movie has to be rooted in the characters. You got to care about mm -hmm. the characters. You got to care about what they're doing, why they're doing it, and then everything can kind of follow. And yeah. I feel yeah. I have a I have a I don't know I have a pretty good feeling about you know DC and Warner's. They've listened to the fans. They've listened to critics. They've listened mm -hmm. to everybody, mm -hmm. both good and bad. Mm -hmm. And they've said, okay, 
here's how we can sort of make the middle ground and make and take the best of both worlds and make a movie that I think mm-hmm. can work really, really well. Mm-hmm. Wonder Woman, I think, nailed it out of the park. Mm-hmm. Justice League was already in production, was already going through stuff, mm-hmm. so it's really hard to sort of have a commentary on that movie because it was already going through things. But I think uh, if Aquaman does well mm-hmm. and going forward the movies start to start to be generally or universally really liked, then mm-hmm. I think they're on the right track to make mm-hmm. good movies. So yeah, I agree. It should I agree. be really cool. Speaking of Wonder Woman 2. Nicely done. Damn. Kristen Wiig is You're joining the Wonder Woman sequel as Cheetah. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> um, she was on talks a few weeks back, and Patty Jenkins finally came out and confirmed, yes, we're going to be ha- – Kristen Wiig's going to be coming uh, into the into the sequel. It's a Soviet-set sequel, which should be pretty yeah, interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but she made a really nice long tweet, and she says, so excited to confirm the most thrilling news. Yes, it's true. So incredibly lucky to welcome the sensationally talented Kristen Wiig our Wonder Woman family. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to finally mm-hmm. work with one of my favorites and so excited mm-hmm. by what we have planned. Mm-hmm. Um, there have been multiple versions of Cheetah. I think mm-hmm. there's been three female and one male version. Probably, yep. That sounds about right. Um, but I think it's, is it Barbara Minerva? Barbara and Minerva, yes. She, Barbara Minerva. She, I believe she's like, tends to be the most favorite version of that She was character. the one in the Super Friends. Yeah. She was, you know, yeah, she's like the more famous one. Yeah. And she's the one that's more of like, because Cheetah has also worn costumes or been a hybrid. Yeah. And Minerva, I believe, is the hybrid version I of I think Cheetah. so, yeah. So Most versions of her now, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm super in- intrigued and interested to see what that is and mm-hmm. how that mm-hmm. looks. And, yeah. W- like, what do you think they can do in Soviet in a Soviet-set film mm-hmm. to do know, Cheetah as a hybrid character? I still wish this was Wonder Woman in 2019. Mm-hmm. I wish that this movie mm-hmm. was taking place in the year the movie came out. Mm-hmm. I want to see current, modern-day Wonder Woman. Yeah. Uh, that's not in a Justice League. I want to see her own movie in the present, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I, the tricky thing is like you have to build up a story that has stakes, but still doesn't like break the universe before all of like the most important thing happens, which is Superman announces himself to the world in Man mm-hmm. of Steel, and then everything kind of goes from there. So mm-hmm. like, what do you do in the story leading up to that? Well, in Wonder Woman one, she quit at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. She stopped because Steve Trevor broke her heart right. that the fact that he died. So she stopped being Wonder Woman mm-hmm. until Batman v Superman, where she announced herself. And then it's and kind, of, kind of they've kind of gone back on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that. Cheetah's the perfect villain because Ares was the villain in the first movie, which is high mm-hmm. stakes. He's the god of war. Even if he dies, war still happens because men are shitty. Yeah. And I think that Cheetah's a great villain because she can be a very sympathetic and emotional villain. So the the stakes of the movie are not going to be, oh, the world is going to blow up in the 1980s. Right. Because you know that's not going to happen because right. like the world has to keep spinning so that Superman mm-hmm. can land and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. So instead it'll be, no, the stakes are my friend, Barbara Ann Minerva, I'm mm-hmm. going to lose her to this Cheetah thing. Mm-hmm. And it, they're friends at first. She's an archaeologist. And then eventually she succumbs to the totem of the cheetah or whatever, yeah. and then they become bitter rivals and yeah. enemies. And she's always been trying to reach out to her friend and trying to get her. Mm-hmm. Um, I would check out DC Rebirth Wonder Woman Volume One, uh, the 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 truth I think it's called, or the lies. Shit, I forget. That was the first, the first, the first issue? volume. Yeah, the first, yeah, the first, yeah, the first little collection yeah. of it, where she kind of like straps up again. Yeah, because yeah. the second volume is like Wonder Woman Year One, which is right. the origin, which was great, and Barbara and Minerva's even teased in that as well. But um, anyway, great, great idea for a villain, and I think great casting. I think Kristen Wiig's gonna knock it out of the park. I fucking love Kristen Wiig so much. <laughs> it's just, I, I, it, it goes back to people discrediting comedians for some reason. When right. comedians really have to be more in touch with their emotions before, I don't want to say like before a regular actor does, because regular actors can get to that point. Mm-hmm. But a, a comedian has to 
understand their crowd, has to understand themselves, first of all, to realize what am I going to add to this to this funny character that I'm supposed to do that I can make you see it as funny as well. Because mm-hmm. she, like I, like I tweeted at you guys or showed you guys that video where she does that villain yeah. where where oh, she yeah. like abducts uh, Carrie Brownstein and what's his name, <laughs> Fred Armisen. Like the way she plays like this kind of quirky, like awkward villain, but then she like pulls out a gun and is like real serious. Um, and then also in that movie Mother, have you guys no. m- mother or mom? Mom Jennifer Lawrence? Yeah. Oh, that one. That's mother, yeah. So there's I saw that? she's a villain apparently. So there's this that's what? what somebody tweeted I at guess me. I yeah. need to watch that movie. Somebody right. tweeted at me. He's he's like, you should watch that movie the because Darren Aronofsky Kristen movie? Wig, yeah. Okay. Kristen Wiig goes from zero wow. to a hundred. And I saw the a scene on YouTube with her. She walks into the scene, gun in her hand, people laying all over the floor. She just goes, pop, 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 pop. Headshots, all these people. She turns around to Jennifer Lawrence. She's like, oh, you're here. Take her out. Incredible. Incredible acting. Like, she's dope as a villain. Whoa. So I'm really excited right. to see this. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, straight but up it's, caps like five It's true, guys. though. I, I think as a – and we've seen it. We've seen it. We've seen it. We've seen it. Jordan Peele did it with Get mm-hmm. Out last year. Mm-hmm. David Gordon Green and Danny mm-hmm. McBride are doing Halloween. I've said mm-hmm. that a hundred times. And then this year at South by Southwest, A Quiet Place premiered, which is the new John Krasinski movie John with Emily Krasinski Blunt. John Krasinski directed the movie. And yep. it got a standing ovation. People loved it. Loved it, loved mm-hmm. it, loved it. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, I think it's a complete nonsense thing when people say that comedians can only do comedy. Yeah. No, yeah. they mm-hmm. do have to be very much in touch with their emotions and mm-hmm. they pull their comedy mm-hmm. sometimes from very dark places. Exactly. So you have to sort exactly. of be in touch with all aspects of yourself mm-hmm. the dark the good the bad the dark and the and the, yep. and the light mm-hmm. so it doesn't surprise me that somebody like Kristen Wig and mm-hmm. many other comedians could do something that is very multi-layered and if this yeah, character yeah. being who she is and being an archaeologist and being cursed with this power of this cheetah mm-hmm. and being a hybrid there's a lot of sort of nuance and things that you can pull from to really give the character layers yeah, that's, yeah. Com- yeah. that's complex very complex and i think opposite of that for gal gadot <laughs> I think that's a really nice thing to sort of play off of. Yeah. Well, yeah, especially when she's a character that's focused on love and compassion yeah. Yeah, and like time. and caring about other people. If her friend is going through something, it's kind of like Superman's mm. dilemma. Yeah. He can't save everybody. Yeah. And Wonder Woman's not going to be able to save her. Totally. And then it's going to tear her apart. And yep. while Kristen Wiig is simultaneously trying to tear her apart. Exactly. Yeah. If you nice. if you want some context, <laughs> go watch the movie Monster that Patty Jenkins directed mm-hmm. uh, with Charlize Theron and Christina Ricci. A really really great dynamic and relationship. Yeah. Uh, two characters who are who are doing what Patty I think. Patty Jenkins. What I imagine. Oh, Cheetah and Wonder Woman. It's <laughs> it's going to be Monster. That's a great uh-huh. example. It's going to be a lot of those sort of yeah. character and relationship go. dynamics. So no no brainer. Uh, no brainer. Exactly. Well, speaking of DC. Adam, I got a question. Yeah, I got an answer, hopefully. What's happening with Booster Gold? Booster Gold? Booster Gold. Good thing you asked. It was about two years now since we got any... It wasn't from the studio, but we got an announcement that Booster Gold movie was being made. It was being developed by Greg Berlanti, who obviously is in charge of all of the CW uh, superhero shows, except for Black Lightning, the Berlanti-verse, Arrow, Supergirl, Legends Mm -hmm. of Tomorrow, all that stuff. Um, but he has been developing a Booster Gold movie for two years now. He didn't specify, when he did this interview, he didn't specify who the writer was, but we previously knew that it was Zach Stentz, mm-hmm. uh, who's been a writer on Flash, and I believe he even wrote on Arrow or Supergirl. I can't okay. remember exactly. But he definitely wrote on The Flash. He even became a producer at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember from Comic-Con from two years ago when we were doing stuff down there, uh, I was talking with him, and he was like, oh, I'm going to go hide in the corner. i got to go write some script pages for Booster Gold. So I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see. But one of the things that uh, Greg Berlanti said was 
It's still in development with DC. They're trying to figure out both the distance that we still have to travel and how we want to execute it. Mm -hmm. How's it going to fit into their greater universe? We have mm -hmm. a draft with the writer I liked very much. So mm -hmm. very well, likely going to be Zack Snyder. The bummer about that is that there's a great moment with Booster Gold where he goes back in time to prevent Superman's death, and we can't do that anymore. Right. Right. Unless we retroactively <laughs> film a scene. Sure. Where back in the back in the day he shows up and then Doomsday just knocks him out of the way and yeah. then it goes on to the fight of Superman dying like yeah. I guess they could do that no well, I guess they or could do that. or he could go back in time to prevent it at, no 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 not to prevent it when Superman dies and nobody's watching he he goes into like the morgue or wherever he's being mm -hmm. kept and slips on Batman's black suit they bury him boom. Or I'm sorry, Superman's black suit. Oh. <laughs> Not Batman's black yeah. suit. Superman's black suit. Boom. He knows that that's going to bring him back to life. There you go. Oh, Superman yeah. comes back to life. We could do that yeah. too. Boom. Done. Got it. A bunch of stuff. But in I any know. case, Nailed I'm it. just glad that Warner Brothers is, is taking its time because, you know, Alex Puccinelli's ready. So he's ready yeah, to play this role. Abs tweet uh, at anybody Pooch's, you know at DC. Pooch. Yeah. Tell them Pooch, Pooch needs boost. to be the... Pooch for Boost. He for is boost. actually Poochster Golds. Yeah. He is... Yeah. Uh, I say this with no exaggeration. He is a human being born to play this role. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, he that is, is not an he exaggeration. Is, he will always be Booster Gold to me no matter yeah. what happens. Um, Whether a great movie comes yeah. out and he's in it or not. Yeah. Whether a crappy movie comes out and he's in it or not. Yeah. He will be Booster Gold in my heart forever. Like, he is that guy in my life. Yeah. yeah. Which is so weird. As soon as I met him, we bonded. Told him about Booster Gold, mm -hmm. fell in love with the character. He mm -hmm. helped me out on some videos. I got a job at DC mm -hmm. doing stuff. Like, he is that guy. And he's, he's the still... guy. history. Yeah, man. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Pooch. Good old Pooch. Good old Pooch. <laughs> love you, Pooch. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I, I'm kind of in agreement. I, I want them to take their time, mostly because I think it's, it is kind of important to figure out where this character, Booster Gold, comes in. Yeah. And why. Yeah. Why is he important to the greater DC universe? I think it would, I, I would imagine that most of these movies that they're going to do going forward, are going to tie into the DC universe, not necessarily have to deal exactly with the events of what happened in other movies, sure, they but shouldn't. still be incorporated in the same universe. So you know what? if they ever want to merge them together, they could. You know what it reminds me of? If you guys watched like the Netflix shows, or even when we got to like Captain America Civil War, mm -hmm. there was there's like you know, 10 superhero characters in the right. world of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, 10 right. 10 humans that have like superpowers and yeah. vision and whatever else, right? They still did Civil War with that, yeah. with the running at each other in an airport. You watch a Netflix show like Jessica Jones and they'll still talk about how like they're superpowered people. Right. It's like, we don't see all of them, powered people. but yeah. now it's gotten to a point now in shows like that and shows like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. where it's just like, we're living in a world where people have powers now. Yeah. It's like, well, we actually haven't, unlike Marvel Comics where you do meet every single character and it took years for them mm -hmm. to build to this Marvel universe where there is a universe populated with characters there's kind of background shit going on yeah, now but jessica yeah. jones still treats the world as like uh it's overrun with powers it's like mm -hmm. i can name them in on two hands that yeah. be the people that have powers yeah. but we still are treated as if we live in this world like it's already post no nah, it's it people right have powers like so, everybody you know? has and they all live in new york yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like on the flip side i don't you know dc itself and i was discussing this because i was talking about the comic book kingdom come yeah. And Kingdom Come is like the end of the DC universe, right? right? It's Superman having to come back out of retirement and it's beautiful. Alex Ross did another book at Marvel called Marvels, but that's the beginning of the Marvel universe, not the end. It's mm -hmm. the beginnings mm -hmm. of it. And I feel like Marvel has a real strong beginning. 
DC doesn't have that. DC just is like, you go back to the original comics, even whenever they reboot, it's like it's New 52 wasn't super tied well together. Mm-hmm. That's not mm-hmm. what's important. What's important is like we live in a world where there is Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, the yeah. Justice League, the yeah. Teen Titans, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Like it's already here. Even yeah. when they did the New 52 reboot, they made Batman so comics. Massively. Yeah, and they're all like five years later. Like they're right. just jumping into right. it. Like they're not trying to be like, and then we meet Martian Manhunter. Yeah. And then we meet Cyborg. Yeah. And then, we, you know, they're just like, fuck it. Like we have a world of heroes. Like they're all there. Just don't worry With about it. Just go. Man of Steel, Batman versus Superman, Suicide Squad, Wonder Woman, and Justice League. And then next, and then Aquaman, and then Shazam. Is that enough movies to treat the world as if okay, we got superheroes now, or do you think that they it, like? Do you think that it still would not make sense for Booster Girl to come back in time to the age of heroes so that he could you know chase fame and glory? Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, that's Booster's yeah. character. He comes from a future where there was heroes, and he right. lives in the time of like the Legion of Superheroes or yeah, whatever, no. and he, you know, or not even that far, but he still comes back in time after yeah. there's like a museum of heroes. Right, right, right. Is the question, well, we have to wait for these other movies to get made because we couldn't just do Booster Gold because he comes later. Like, he right. can't be one of the first because yeah. there needs to be an age of heroes to be established. Yeah. Do you I think we're that. at that point now where we can just be like, you know what? There's a there's a fuck ton of superheroes in the mm-hmm. DC universe. I, Who cares? I, I think for me, no. Uh, I want to see okay. other heroes made first. I want to see Green okay. Lantern. I want to see the Green Lantern Corps. All right. Even characters like Hawkman. I want to see Martian Manhunter. Um, I, I, think we have a, I think we have some ways to go. And I would like to see... If he does come back, I would like to see where he's establishing a world where the Justice League has already faced a big threat. Mm-hmm. Steppenwolf, I mean, because because of the way the movie was, sure. you know, Steppenwolf to me didn't feel like a big enough worldwide threat. It mm-hmm. felt like a threat very um, sort of very particular to a certain region. Mm-hmm. But if we get to a point where we get to see the Justice League versus Darkseid and, and you know, right. Apocalypse right. and all that shit, then yeah, then after those events, then I think at that point... I'm pretty sure we would have enough movies and enough heroes in the universe to justify bringing in a character like Booster Gold. I, I, I don't disagree with you guys on that end, but think about Superman and what he represents and kind of how he's taken in the in the whole pantheon of superheroes. He is basically the ultimate one. Unlimited yeah. powers, yeah. like everything. Do we'll you live forever. Need, do you need more characters? Because if Superman's on the scene, anything is possible. Mm-hmm. Like Darkseid can still come down. Brainiac can still come down. Like all these big world-ending events can still happen. And so I think it would be a lot better if we had all these characters because yeah. when Booster Gold comes in, he's definitely the sort of yeah. uh, the the sort of uh, Deadpoolish, like uh, very self aware of what he like. He's he's self aware that he wants to be famous, mm-hmm. yeah. like he wants to be rich, yeah. and and he wants to go back in time and get recognized for that he went back in time and did some cool shit. And yeah. he's treated and so, as a joke by all the other superheroes. Exactly, and that's the thing. That's why he's treated that way. But. There could also be some really cool character work done where the character himself is like beating himself up because he's not rich enough or famous enough or whatever. And he like goes and messes up some timeline and tries to go to fix it again. So we it could it could go either way, but I like I said, I don't disagree with you guys. I feel like he would work best with a lot of other characters that he could mess around with. Maybe what I was asking was like, my worry is like, I don't think we're gonna get a Hawkman movie before Booster Gold. I don't think we're gonna get Martian Manhunter before (laughs) Booster Gold. That's fair. My thing is like, I just want Booster Gold now. Yeah. And so I do want to kind of skip to head to to that point. But I think you're right, Augustine. It's like he works best when he comes to a world that is populated full of heroes, so that he can be the outsider, so that he could be somebody who the other heroes think he's a joke. Right. And if there's six people. He right. has to convince six people as opposed to like 
50. Yeah, exactly. 50 heroes of like exactly. the Justice League Unlimited. And yeah. how good was that episode of that cartoon show so where he showed up and he's paired up with Elongated Man? Yeah. It's like, I want <laughs> yeah. that DC yeah, Universe exactly. where there's so many exactly. characters that, you know, Green Lantern's like, we already got two stretchy guys. Like, yeah. that's what I want. Exactly, exactly. You know, where, where people were, he's like, no problem, kid. And people go, and the little kid's like, I thought you were Green Lantern. Like, that's the <laughs> yeah, joke exactly. I want for the Booster that's Gold the movie. And also, and it helps if he has Blue Beetle next to him. Like, right. they just yeah. kind of work off of each other. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. You know. and, I, and I hope when Alex Puccinelli gets gets uh, cast that uh, he gets to wear shorts just so we can say the line when the sun is, <laughs> yeah. when the sun is well, bright the thighs are right. When the sun is bright the thighs are right. Yeah. Well like how perfect like, dude yep. how perfect would this be? There's a Booster Gold movie it's Alex Puccinelli uh-huh. and at the end of it like he is gets accepted into the Justice League, except yeah. by this point yeah. it's the Justice League International. Yeah. And at the end, there's literally like a luau or a party or whatever, mm-hmm. and Ben Affleck, Batman's there, and he's like, "What am I doing here?" And, yeah. You know exactly. And then like Guy Gardner is Green Lantern, yep. and there's like fire and ice, and then there's Blue Beetle, and then Booster Gold comes out in shorts. Yep. And he's like, you know, and he says <laughs> his the line. The sun is bright. The thighs are right. The thighs are right. Yeah. And it's like cut the movie. It's like and to yeah. have those kinds of moments, you do need to have a bunch of characters yeah. there to yeah. kind of populate that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's when he works uh, best, but it's almost, it's almost like Ant-Man, the comedy sure. worked yeah. because he fit yeah. into a world of the Avengers are already a thing. And he is kind right. of ridiculous next to all of them. Right. Yeah. It, yeah. He works so well because when he meets Cap, he's like, oh, I'm a big, I'm a big yeah, fan. Man. You know, like he's, yeah. he's, you're, you're he's Cal- kind of Captain awkward. America. Yeah. yeah. He yeah. breaks the mold of what a superhero should be, but yeah. he's still on the Avengers. Exactly. Like he's a fan of the Here Avengers. You go. Here's shield, Captain America. Oops. It's so great. I thought it was a water truck. It's so great. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's ridiculous and it's great. Yeah, and I think it yeah. would I think it'd be more fun to see in the greater in a in a in a world where there are more heroes, but mm-hmm. yeah. we'll, we'll see. If we yeah. don't get a Hawkman movie and a Green Lantern movie and all these different things, just do Booster Girl, but let's just skip. Just 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 write it as if all the heroes exist and we'll cast mm-hmm. them from there. Okay? Mm-hmm. I get it. I get that that a movie studio will look at something like Hawkman and not get it. Yeah. And not understand that it it, it kind of shows up in the certain hierarchy of like DC superheroes. Yeah. So you kind of do need to do Hawkman before you do Plastic Man. Yeah. And I get that the studio will be like, mm, I don't I don't understand. Like this. he's got a weird fine, mask. Fine. Get it. Let's just do Booster Gold. Yeah. Let's pretend all the heroes have already shown up. Yeah. And then whatever sticks, they'll get their own movie. Who yep. cares? But like, give me Booster Gold. He's a really good sort of spiciness to add to the universe because yeah. we have these straight up like ultra heroic characters, which is great. That's something we have to strive for. We all should strive to be like Superman. Yes. But we also should tr- strive to be like Pooch. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you mean Booster Gold? Booster Gold, yeah. Same thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's, he's such a great character because he is such a fuck up in the beginning. Yeah. And then it's so easy that in a movie or a comic book, like he learns a lesson. Exactly. You immediately exactly. root for the guy. Right. As opposed right. to Superman, who is Superman. And the whole point of the story is like to try to get you to get on his side. Yeah. yeah. But at the beginning, you're rooting against Booster. You're like, this guy's a dick. This what guy's a prick. Asshole. And then by the end of it, he, he learns and you go, yeah. oh man, I like him. He's a lovable He's- asshole. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> All right. Yeah. yeah. Right, we're we'll getting see, on we'll nostalgic see. over I here. Know. Let's Damn just it. Let's oh, get Speaking off this, of nostalgia, oh boy. Uh, what the we- 1990s was a good decade. Oh. <laughs> Well, it was because that's when I fell in love with comics. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, especially Little the character Nightwing. Nightwatch. Nightwing was in the comics. So the 90s is such a crazy time to try to get into comics as a kid yeah. Yeah. because it was so crazy and convoluted. Uh, and the only reason I went into it was because uh, one of my buddies down the street, he had an older brother. And his older brother collected these just stacks, stacks of like fleet cards mm-hmm. that just had all the Marvel characters on them. And we would just 
pour through them and that's when i fell in love with wolverine and mm-hmm. and like all this marvel stuff but i remember seeing this night watch character only because i looked back at pictures of what he was and i was like this is like a like a spawn <laughs> batman mix of characters yeah it's a little yeah. weird to be bringing them up now a weird a little weird yeah he's a character who was uh first introduced obviously he's a spider-man character this is a sony yeah. movie that's that uh that they are developing Apparently, with Spike Lee potentially jumping on to be the director. That's cool. Uh, first superhero movie done by Spike Lee. That could be very, very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Chio Hodari Coker, who is the uh, showrunner of Luke Cage. Mm-hmm. He's going to be one com- and two. Yes, is going to be coming on board to do the script for it. Very exciting. Very exciting. I think it's, yeah, it's a good great talent. pair. It's a great pair of, of, yep. of writer, creator, and director. But God damn it, it's another Spider-Man spinoff movie. Without... And- Without Spider-Man, Without probably. Spider-Man. So it's yeah. another one of those cases where I'm like, oh, man, Black and Silver, that's right now. Uh, it, it's like it's not a whole, but it's been pushed back a little bit. I, I, the Venom trailer, you know, I just I'm not, I'm not on board yet. I'm not on board with the Sony mm-hmm. Spider-Man universe sans Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. To me, a Spider-Man universe, if you're going to build a Spider-Man universe, you build it with a main goddamn character, Spider-Man. Yep. If, mm-hmm. if Spider-Man ends up being integrated into that universe, mm-hmm. starting with Venom, and then sprinkled into these other movies... And the movies end up being great. Mm-hmm. Totally fine. Totally yeah, great. Do it totally up. Great. I'm happy do it with up. that. But I would hate for Sony to be making mm-hmm. Spider-Verse movies just for the sake of keeping the property alive at Sony. Uh, yes. And just to use the name, which is stupid. It's Absolutely what it, It's stupid. what it feels like because I, I, Spider-Man's my favorite character and I know next to nothing about Nightwatch. And that's a bummer. And <laughs> it's a bummer because... Because he's a 90s character. Was, and, but when we say he's a 90s character, like we'll get into his backstory in a second. And then when you hear it, you'll be like, oh, that is actually very 90s. Yeah, yeah. That it's something that a lot of 90s characters, even Spawn has survived past that because yeah. like they're kind of updated and brought right. along with the decade. And, right. you know... They, they're just kind of updated in a way. Yeah. A character that I really like, um, who the the important thing to note is that this Nightwatch character is real name is Kevin Trench, and this character is African American. He's yeah. a black guy, and it's great that you've got Spike Lee, Chio Hodari Coker. This is a black centric superhero story. The fact that Black Panther just came out and mm-hmm. is breaking records, like this, is all very good and very exciting. Mm-hmm. My problem is, is that my favorite and I think a very popular like prominent black character in the spider-man universe is hobie brown aka the prowler Mm -hmm. or aaron davis if you read ultimate Mm spider-man comic books the problem is is that that character was already technically portrayed by the great childish gambino uh donald glover in (laughs) spider-man homecoming how dare you almost forget his name no no, i was like i was here to spider-man homecoming but the problem is is that donald glover already did it and it's like this makes me feel and if i'm wrong if I'm wrong, and there was a p- potential to do a Prowler movie, mm-hmm. even played by Donald Glover, and Spike Lee and Chihodari Coker passed on it to do Nightwatch, I would be very surprised because mm-hmm. he's a very obscure character that doesn't feel like he has like a great hook once you hear it. And but they could change it, and it's like cool, whatever. Yeah. Like, and Nightwatch is not even a name that's like no. it just seems so generic. It is compared to the Prowler, who's a character who was created in the '70s, maybe even the '60s, and mm-hmm. then has survived this long. He's been like a villain, a hero. But but Donald Glover playing him in Spider-Man Homecoming to me means, oh, that's a Marvel Studios movie. Sony's not allowed to do a Prowler movie because he mm-hmm. showed up technically in a Marvel in Studios a Marvel film. Studios, and yeah. it seems as if Sony can only do extra Sony stuff. Why aren't they doing Spider-Woman? Why aren't they doing Spider-Gwen? Mm-hmm. They're doing Silver Sable and Black Cat, mm-hmm. which are obscure female characters. There's more prominent. Everybody loves Spider-Gwen. Do a Spider-Gwen movie. Can yeah. you not do it because it's spider and, and Spider-Man right now is at Marvel Studios? I don't know. So no it, idea. It bums me out that this is what it feels like. Um, I hope that I'm wrong, and I hope that like 
these creators or whoever, a producer, somebody was like, oh, we can we can do great things with because he's such an obscure character. You can't update it, change it. Nobody will care. You could do cool <laughs> things. You could do cool things care. with Nightwatch. Uh, it really it's 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 potential to be really good. Yeah. But my thing is that it kind of doesn't make sense when you're looking at like what is the most popular shit about Spider-Man. Period. Right. Right. You've got Peter Parker. You've got now Miles Morales. Right, and they're and Marvel Studios knows that, and they're already hinting at him mm-hmm. with his uncle Aaron Davis. Mm-hmm. You've got his uh, supporting cast, you've got his villains, and with all of that, yeah, Venom is a popular villain character, so it kind of makes sense that Venom gets his own movie. But even from what we're hearing, it's like, but without Peter Parker, it's not it's kind of useless. It's it's a Joker movie without Batman. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it, it feels a little bit like, uh, okay, what are you guys doing here? Silver mm-hmm. Sable, Black Cat, same thing. It's like there's more prominent. Mm-hmm. We want to see female centric superhero movies. We want to see minorities, black people, Asian people, Latino people. Native American people, everybody, people be superhero people, characters, yeah. but people. it's just, but there's like, but there already is certain established characters within the Spidey verse that like kind of make more sense, basically. Yeah, yeah so, no, it, I understand what you're saying, Hector. And right now, it feels like they're just bringing up people who fight other people, and this is like they're just they're just bringing up fights that like you might have seen once in a comic book, and you're like, oh, remember that? That was mm-hmm. cool. Because who does Here's a watch? movie? Who did he fight? Carnage. Maximum, maximum carnage, not just regular ass carnage. <laughs> maximum carnage. Oh boy. Uh, so it's it's weird because it does, is this gonna be like a a spinoff of a Venom, Venom? movie? Maybe because if, if uh, I have a feeling that Carnage is gonna show up in the Venom movie, and then Knight is he gonna be the character who is our hero rather than Spider Man? Uh, I don't know. I I wouldn't like that you know at all. See, you know who's a character I'm actually a little bit familiar with from the Spider-Man world who's a black character? Cardiac is a superhero identity of this like doctor, mm-hmm. this black doctor character who gets this like super powered suit and he's got a real cool look. Yeah. And he, Cardiac and it's still and he has a like little like, like have to find this heart guy. lines uh-huh. on his like motif design still feels more unique than Nightwatch. When you see Nightwatch, you're just like a guy with a cape who looks kind of like Spawn, like red and black, and you know that's his costume. weird fang thingy. Yeah, like and... on his helmet, like he's got like th- like this is Nightwatch. He's like I'm Nightwatch. They got this <laughs> versus Cardiac, who's got a cool looking design and motif. He's got like a white and blue costume and like a cool like shock stick or something. Uh-huh. If you search Spider-Man Cardiac, uh, uh, yeah, that's what I'm doing. I don't know defibrillator. So he runs around with yeah. defibrillator. Kind of, but that's still yeah. more unique than what the hell is Nightwatch? Tell us. He watches the night. <laughs> he watches you at night. Nightwatch is, uh, get a load of this. Oh, Nightwatch is the alter ego, created, debuted in 1993, is the alter ego of Dr. Kevin Trench, a man who discovered his own corpse wearing a futuristic, that's cardiac. Mm-hmm. That's a cool design. That's a pretty cool You could design. do cool shit with that. Yeah. All right. Dr. Trench is a man who discovered his own corpse wearing a futuristic suit of armor that he went on to steal and wear while fighting crime and trying to discover the origins of his alternate self, like an older version of himself, presumably from the future or something, and and learning about his own and his new costume. And he, like, Mm -hmm. steals a costume from that guy's like, what? And then tries to avoid the time loop of him dying as an older man by like first he goes to a tropical island but then his suit gets stolen there so he has to like come back to new york he gets wrapped mm-hmm. up in some shit so it's like a terminator kind of yeah type it, of it is it's it, 1993 it's ter- yeah it's think about it when did terminator 2 judgment day came out it's a very <laughs> 90s story yes, and also the art is just straight out of the 90s so just, oh, totally. oh god yeah. the thing that's cool again 
great behind the scenes talent and the fact that he's a no name character means that mm-hmm. they could like change a lot of shit like look yeah. at yeah. again the Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. I don't think anyone's gonna go to a Nightwatch movie and go you changed the For history sure. like, oh, some did people you even will. know what the fucking history was no. some people not. will I some guarantee people. you some, sure people. some people will yeah. I think but I think there are there's intriguing elements like the fact that this is a guy who discovers his own corpse and then like assumes this alter ego of Nightwatch yeah. there are Things in there, elements in there, because comics, comics have always been crazy and weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's totally, that's totally proper. I think there are things that you can take from it and then say, okay, how do we modernize this a little bit? Yeah. Right, right. And I but, think, but I think also, you totally can. That idea doesn't feel super Spider-Man-y to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's almost mm-hmm. like you know what, Sony, just do its own movie. Yeah. And don't even it connect can be it completely to, obscure. Yeah, other start, start a new Nightwatch series, which is like your take on Terminator, starring a black guy. Like, okay, cool, do that shit, but don't try to be like. From the Spider-Man yeah. universe. Because I'll be like, as soon as you do that, I'll be like, Green Goblin? What the oh, fuck is like, this? Nobody yeah. cares. Yeah. Exactly. Nobody cares about this guy. Yeah, and I wonder like, what Ugh. they did, what they pitched to Spike Lee to get him to sign on to this. I don't know. That's in, because Spike I, Lee also sure. kind of is outside of the realm of like oh, yeah. traditional directors. I would have never, honestly, I would have never thought Spike Lee would ever do a consider a superhero. No. He's not doing never. it yet, but here's, considering it. Here's what's a, a, a thought is that... um. Spike Lee's interested by the idea of telling a story about an African-American in this world, mm-hmm. right? Sure. Which is what he does, and he right. does it very, very right. well. Chio Hodari Coker did it with Luke Cage mm-hmm. in the greater MCU, technically. Mm-hmm. like, And I thought that he pretty much nailed it. Mm-hmm. There's some issues with that first season of the show. I'm looking, really looking forward to season mm-hmm. two. But like... You know, he knew coming out, it was like, this is a bulletproof black man. That's yeah. what Luke Cage is. That's yeah. exciting. There are even, to me, characters in the Spider-Man universe that are more sort of about the blackness of this character's experience mm-hmm. than what I read in Nightwatch. Mm-hmm. So that's also intri- intriguing to me because I'm like, well, of all the characters, I feel like even some of Prowler being black mm-hmm. in some of his stories has more to deal with his sort of identity and like yeah. his life experience. Yeah than what I read in this Nightwatch thing, yeah. but maybe the pitch was, hey, Spike Lee, create total creative freedom. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we have this. Could you come up with something? And then he's like, yeah, what if it's this and this and this as a black man, this and this and this? Mm-hmm. And they were like, that sounds great. So there could be, he, he could be bringing that angle. Both of these guys, super talented guys, could be bringing that angle, which again, would be very interesting. Yeah. And it's something we haven't seen too much of right. mm-hmm. other than really Luke Cage and then sure. like very little yeah. of Blade's <clears throat> like story has to deal with the fact that he's black. He's There's black, definitely yeah. a lot of analogies in, mm-hmm. in the films of Blade mm-hmm. and his story, him being a, a, a black guy that is like, whatever, like the vampire, like it's all there, but it's right. not as obvious as like Luke Cage, who's like, oh, I was right. in prison and I'm, you know, Plus, right. bulletproof skin. The other thing too is this is like, this property in particular is not one, like we were saying earlier, if if it's just a if it's just a Marvel property that Sony wants to make and be its own thing, mm-hmm. I'm totally fine with it. I don't even need a Spider-Man reference with within it, please, right. please, unless please. Spider-Man, in some point in the comic book run of this character, played a very 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 important role into who the character ends up becoming, how mm-hmm. he changes, what what sort of influences his arc in the comic books. If that's not the case, and they're just getting Spike Lee to make a movie about this character called Nightwatch that happens mm-hmm. to be Marvel and happens to be in the right. Spider-Man universe, right? Cool. Well, if you look at what Spike Lee did with the movie Do the Right Thing, it was just like an average day. Well, not even an average day. It's 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 the day that Boombox died. 
Uh, but he took it and also put what, what he likes to do is grab Shakespearean stories and themes and motifs and everything and apply them. And that's what he did with do the right thing. So maybe he had another creative idea. Maybe he saw something sure. echoing. I'm going to do some research because I don't know very much about Shakespeare, but let's see if he maybe is trying to echo that sentiment again, like a, a man who finds himself. It's kind of Edgar Allan Poe, if you think about it, with it's kind of morbid. Um, which is obviously not Shakespeare, but it's, mm -hmm. you know, in, in the realm of like very poetic, very kind of dramatic kind of things. And I feel like, I feel like Spike Lee can do stuff like mm -hmm. that. So it's cool. And, and I'd like it if maybe he didn't even touch the spider verse, right? Like you were thing. saying, yeah, just like maybe let's let Nightwatch do its, its own thing because having him fight maximum carnage in the movie is just going to yeah. turn it into just. <laughs> Uh, another just like hot garbage and yeah and exactly and it's just all these strings all these strings that you don't need to touch if you don't yeah. want to right so i don't know i mean nobody none of us want to watch a crappy superhero movie yeah. yeah so hopefully this movie does well but it's it's hard to explain and i feel like sony's just grasping at straws at this point like the one night watchy thing that i found on the comic on the site that i get my comic books is this book right here which i am now tempted to get it is a collection, a compilation of Marvel Firsts, the 1990s, Volume 2. Oh, snap. And in it, there's like the origin of Nightwatch. Yeah. But there's also like on the cover, it's like Gambit, Deadpool, War Machine, yeah. Venom, Thunderstrike, who was mm -hmm. the 90s Thor. Cable, and too, Cable. right? Yeah. I'm tempted to get this and just live in this 90s world. Yeah. I'll right, report right, back, right. but it's probably not. <laughs> I'll probably read this comic and go, That's nah, it? he sucks. Yeah, I'll probably well, Nightwatch Night sucks. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, what because it's it's so crazy. Like the the stories in the '90s were just kind of like thrown together, and they were in this weird loop where they didn't even know where they were yeah. going, and yeah. just all this stuff was and the happening. Art is hit and miss. Sometimes the it's art, awesome, other times it's yeah. garbage. Yeah, I it's mean, so and, great. and that 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 cover is very true. Like mm -hmm. we did come out with some great characters, mm -hmm. though all the ones you mentioned, mm -hmm. but there were a <laughs> lot of duds, <laughs> a lot of fucking stinkers yeah. in there for yeah. sure. Lady yeah. Punisher. <laughs> Right? Yeah. Lady uh, Venom. Lady Venom was, was one of those. Spider side. Yeah. There's a ton of I, there were, I can't think of all of them. Spider card. But I do know that I have the, the card set that I, I'll yeah. bust it out. I'll all bust right. it out next time I go home. Nightwatch had a card? Nightwatch had a card in Good it. Yeah. Him. Yeah. Good for him. And so it was just all these weird things that happened mm -hmm. in the 90s. And I'm like, yeah. maybe don't touch this. Maybe let's go with something else. But we don't know what, you know we, what? Don't know what we don't know what the I rules are. I wish that, because I'm watching Jessica Jones and in the first episode, they reveal the character of the wizard. Oh, and I was yeah, like, the wizard. I was like, this is the perfect way to ever reference yeah. the wizard from yeah. Marvel Comics. This is the show to do it. Agents yeah. of Shield, mm -hmm. Daredevil, Luke Cage, Iron Fist. Like Nightwatch should show up as a character in Luke Cage right. or in Iron Fist. Right. Like exactly. the doctor, like Doctor Kevin Trench. And that like, would be and great. And then as I'm looking up his name, I'm like, oh shit, that's Nightwatch. That's cool. Mm -hmm. That's all I want. That's all you need. That's all, I'm like those that that's Nightwatch is kind of that kind of right. background character, right? Uh, as opposed to like the Prowler or Luke Cage right. or Craven the Blade. Hunter. Let's get Craven the, the Hunter in there. In there. Whatever. Some Blade movie down. Uh. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But guys, let us know in the comments below what you thought about everything that we talked about. How do you feel about Ava DuVernay doing the New Gods movie? How are you feeling about uh, Kristen Wiig joining the Wonder Woman sequel as Cheetah? Amazing. Excited, Everything excited. else that we covered. Also, make sure you guys go into the description. Get your Adam tickets right now through our affiliate links. It helps out Hyper RPG. And if you're a first-time buyer, use the code SQUAD. Get $5 <laughs> off. And at 10 p.m. tonight, if you're watching this on Friday, Avengers Infinity War live trailer reaction. I'm so excited. A lot of good, uh, lot of good oh stuff. My God. Hector, we're going to find you on the internet. You find me on the internet at Hector is Funny. And look for the 500 Greatest Films podcast. Augustine? 
You can find me at L underscore Zonto Taco. And thank you to everybody who sent me beer uh, recommendations. Oh, no. Very nice. Great. Now Very I have nice. a nice little list. Nice. Uh, you can just find me at Adam Havoc. Send me some beer recommendations too, please. <laughs> I love my beer. And uh, we will catch you very soon.